welcome to another episode of BLQ Baby. This is Mana, all food domination. And this is Ali, your girl. And this is Elle. I'm not quite sure what I am. Probably a robot, but definitely a nerd. <laughs> okay, um, so guys, Elle will be joining us for this episode. And just to let you know, we have a little something, something to tell you by the end. So stay tuned. All right, so let's just go ahead and get started. Um, there was a couple of updates uh, that I had for y'all. Um, let's just, you know, keep going, chugging along here. So, uh, GMMTV, uh, as many of you are aware, just released, or not just released, but uh, they had their big, you know, party where they announced all their new uh, BLs. So uh, there was a couple, there was actually seven or eight, depending. Um, so there was announced Moonlight Chicken. Uh, that was going to be, that's going to be with Earth and Mix. Actually, Earth and Mix have two new series. Uh, so that's one of them. And then they have Cupid's Last Wish. So congratulations to them on getting those uh, two new series. Star and Sky, The Eclipse, Be My Favorite, Vice Versa, and My School President. Uh, also, uh, just another, just an update, uh, Not Me with Off Gun is going to actually, um, by the time uh, this recording goes up, uh, it should already um, be out. That's actually going to be on AS Play, um, so they're doing that a little different, so I'm not sure uh, if international audiences are going to be able to watch, but if you're an off-gun fan, uh, they have that um, coming up. Um, yeah, so it was a it was a big a big deal. Um, also, there was a surprise, uh, not just with how many um, BL they were going to do, but there was a big surprise with who was going to be in a BL again. Um, and I was just not expecting this pairing at all. Uh, so Chris and Mike are going to be uh, in Be My Favorite. So that's going to be interesting. Um, it, it's just, it's a bit, it's been a ride. Uh, so look out for that as well if you're a Chris fan. Uh, he's coming back, apparently. Also, I want to um, just say that uh, he was also just a bit of news. He was in a car accident, but I'm very much... But I'm glad Chris is okay and that, you know, he's, uh, he's moving along. Uh, that's really all I had for the housekeeping bit. Um, oh, uh, Between Us, the mini-series um, has officially ended its run. Uh, so hopefully that means Between Us is going to be soon or rather than later. I know everybody hates that word soon. It's like the vein of everything but hopefully that should get started um but yeah that's about it uh, for our housekeeping so we could just go ahead and move along what would be there to move along to but bad buddy because isn't that like the only thing people are watching <laughs> yeah actually uh that is pretty much the only so thing not true so <laughs> not i'm true. not I'm, I'm not watching anything else <laughs> <laughs> you are not but other people are <laughs> sorry 
Go ahead. No, I do. Cool. Like what are you ones. watching? Yeah, what are you watching, Al? What are you watching? Well, I'm doing homework for the show. Uh, I prepared today. I was prepared. I'm actually watching three from Thailand. Um, so Bad Buddy, Love with Benefits and Paint with Love. From Japan, I'm watching two, um, Kieta uh, Hatsukoi and Hutsuku Shikare. And then from Vietnam, I haven't started yet. So I'm a little, I'm, I'm lacking there, but I'm gonna watch Mr. Cinderella. So. Oh yeah, I've been watching Mr. Cinderella too, actually. Uh, episodes uh, one and two are, are already on O2's um, YouTube channel. I I personally am enjoying it. I know it's like, um, I don't know, it's just it's just silly. It's just fun. Um, so I'm enjoying it. And El, uh, just so people who aren't very familiar with um, Japanese names, can you provide the English names for those two series as well? Yes, uh, so uh, uh, Kieta Hatsukoi is my love mix-up and Hutsukushi Kare is my beautiful man. Um, I know that the my love mix-up is not available uh, yet. Uh, it will be available soon on Viki if I'm not mistaken. And My Beautiful Man is on Gagolala. And WeTV and will be available on Viki as well. Oh, look at watch out. Um, Viki is just eating them all up, really. <laughs> I actually went on Viki the other day and there's like six new like Thai dramas that were all BL there. Um, so I guess they're gonna. Me, to... well, remember that. Oh. Well, Line TV is defunct as of well January the first, two thousand twenty-two. So the yeah. fight is up. Well, you know the bids are raging. It's between Vicky. It's between WeTV. I'm not sure if Netflix is gonna get itself involved. I know they have a relationship with Nado already. Um, so yeah it's first come first serve i know that gaga ululala is definitely getting themselves involved because they already have several you know i'm lying now that i mentioned gaga ululala bad body is not the only thing that i'm watching <laughs> wait uh-huh. oh my the truth god comes out. the truth I, comes out. i completely forgot you see, because i don't talk about gaga ululala it's not even gaga ululala it's gaga ulala i don't even i don't talk about them a lot that's why but um no so yeah the the bidding wars is probably raging behind the scenes and then you have channels who i mean production houses who might choose to you know it's not gonna be online anymore they might choose to upload it to youtube premium they might choose to re-upload it to their youtube page like what um jmmtv did with or sky um he's coming to me so you know after after a couple of years and maybe that's why jmmtv i remember everyone was confused why jmmtv was re-uploading i mean well thank you but <laughs> right? it was weird it was weird for you to just all, out of the blue just re-upload my sky he's coming to me all of these shows that weren't available before so maybe that's why they did it um and we just didn't know at the time so maybe other production houses like wabi sabi um Duma, du, not dumandi's not is it dumandi i don't want mandy um, yeah mandy mandy so um Maybe they follow suit as well. I highly doubt it with Mandy because they have this contract thing going with Ace Play where Ace Play gets the shows first and then they might release them on YouTube uh, six months to a, after six months to a year. But the bidding wars are up right now. So it's um, 
that's the reason why you might see more things popping up on Vicky and you're definitely gonna I don't even have to ask you're definitely gonna see more things on Gaga um we TV might I don't know if WeTV might go for more original content instead of trying to get what was already there. They might just move forward, but you never know. Anybody that wants money, any company whose intention it is to turn a profit will try their hardest to get what they can get. So who knows? I think it also depends on which region because um, My Love Mix-Up, so Keita Hatsukoi, is actually on Netflix in Asia, if I'm not mistaken but on Viki in North America and Europe. So things are kind of split up. Um, so depending on your region, things will be available on different platforms. So there might be also a little bit of that for some of them, or it'll be available on all these platforms. Um, like um, My Beautiful Man is on WeTV and Gaga, and it's coming to Viki. So there's a lot of like different possibilities. So. I think it's great because then we don't have to have subscription sub ah subscriptions to all of them because <laughs> it becomes like you know more expensive than cable. But like um you know but you make a really good point you know because like we um yeah because like GMMTV is huge right and they don't really have to care um you know and it's, we're just like kind of like the IC or whatever. Are you caring again? I don't know. We're something. We're something. I don't know what, but it's definitely, I feel like they, um, yeah, totally. Um, but human TV is a terrible company. No, I'm just, well. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> MMTV owns Nado. It's it's not a horrible con company. It's it's seventy percent of the entertainment industry. Their biggest competitor, I think, is Channel Three or One Thirty One. It, it's you really like if you really want to be somebody, your options are these companies, and if you can't get to them, you're you're screwed, basically. Yeah, so true. no, they're not a bad company, and they, there's something um, unique about them. I don't remember where I saw it on the TL, but their contracts are renegotiable. Not a lot of companies um, do that, and I also want to take back a lot of things that I've said. So let me just disclaimer, guys. I know I've, I've, I speak a lot of shit, but mo listen, don't ever, unless it's something very very serious. I am almost ninety uh, percent of the time I'm joking around. So one, a couple things that I've said, this statement will correct it. I always speak about people being treated unfairly, this and on the third. And yes, people get taken advantage of with horrible contracts. But something I learned recently about GMMTV is that their contracts are are renegotiable. So if you, which a lot of companies do not do, they, they do not do this in Korea. Whatever you sign, you're, you're, you're on that slave contract for seven years. You're, you forget about it. Um, Depending on the success that you've garnered for yourself, you can renegotiate your contract to whatever terms best suit you and the company. I think Tay and you did it. Um, I think Sinta also did it. Um, I think a couple other people did it, but the, the post spoke about Tay and you and Sinta. Now, I don't know how much how accurate this information is, but given that a lot of these actors have the flexibility that they have to do whatever the hell they want 
without being treated like slaves or whatever even though some of them have to prove themselves like what drake said when he started youtube gmm tv was testing him to see whether it was going to be a success or not because they're not going to pool their money into something that will not garner any return but you know, every bad thing I've ever said or implied that these people go through, I'm taking it back because apparently they're well taken care of. They're not the Western entertainment industry. So I take that back. You know, we learn or we grow or whatever. Well, that was news information. I didn't know that. But, you know, that's good, you know, that they do that. Um, I'm not taking back everything I've ever said about GMMTV. Um, but... <laughs> That's just me. I'm petty. Um, but um, I feel like they leave too many people in the basement. But like Allie said, you know, it just depends on how much. You know, and some of them might actually be choosing to stay in the basement because I think something that we actually really forget, these people go to school and work, right? They're actually in school. Like, they're doing full-on heavy-ass courses. We have, me- we have mechanical engineers. We have, I think somebody's a pilot. And you, if you know anything about aviation, you got to be up in them ears. You got to be logging them hours. You don't have time. You have to be studying. You have to be smart. You have to be learning another language in case, you know, you, you, you got to be doing things. You have other people who are studying like medical courses, not just dermatology. I know that dermatology is the most popular um, med course. Among Jimmy's actors. a doctor. Like he's a full blown doctor. Yeah, but he's a dermatologist. Oh, he is? Yes. I don't know. I don't know what type of doctor. Still a doctor. <laughs> he's still a doctor. He's still a doctor. Now. I mean, he's still a doctor. But I'm saying though, you have people who are doing heavy, heavy, heavy courses. I remember Sinto used. To, there was a point when Sinto would always be like, "Can I just stop studying already? I can't study anymore. I don't want to study anymore because he's working on school and he's working. And the thing is, you see, when you're at the level of popularity that they're at you don't get as much time to take a break so these other people that we think might be in the basement they might be opting for time off for school that's true i guess i never thought of it that way because i you know you're always gonna think that you're you're automatically always gonna want to think the worst because you want the best for people and when you don't see what you perceive to be the best you're gonna think the worst is happening they might actually be chilling <laughs> I mean that's true. I mean, you know, a lot of them do like do out things outside of you know GM and TV or whatever. I know um, there was a boy that was uh, his name already. I'm terrible, but uh, he um, he was in Waterboy. Remember that? Nobody remembers Waterboy. I want remember Waterboy. No one wants yes, to he, remember Waterboy. You're talking about the guy. You're talking about the guy that um, GMMTV recently congratulated because of his art thing. Um, he now lives in Singapore. He's one of the BL girls' um best friend. Everybody always thinks they're dating. You're talking about him? No, maybe. Oh. Wait, hold on. No, uh, in Waterboy, he was um he was the little skinny one, like the one that like Maude was teasing in that show. I, I, I think it may have been him. Maybe because he's he used friends, to be skinny. He's best friends with Lisa. <laughs> I know that. I saw a picture. With Lisa, Lisa from back Lisa. from from Blackpink, I doubt they're best friends. He probably just knows her. Well, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. But they were they had pictures together. But I think Come he like lives. I think he lives in London. Um, but yeah, he's doing. I found out that he's um 
And me and Elle found out that he was like doing music or like he was doing other things. So he's, he's thriving basically, just you know doing his own thing. I think he's he's recently gonna be in a gym MTV show though. I think it's like Black Black. It's one of their school shows, but aren't that aren't BL. It's like the Blacklist or something. The Blacklist is an old show. Oh, well, he was in that. Oh, okay. Um. um oh well. That Titan. Basically, that's his name. His name is Titan. His name is what? Titan. Titan. Yes. Titan. I don't not bringing up a face. Titan. Titan. Oh, him. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen him in a while. But see, like, come on, like, guys. These people, we need to stop assuming the worst because they might really just be chilling in these streets. <laughs> because true. if I had the option to work and go to school and relax about the whole thing, uh, why not? I mean, you know, so I'm going to stop assuming the worst because, you know, having a doomsday mind is so easy. It's annoying. But yes, <laughs> um, Bad Buddy isn't the only show we're watching. I'm watching Paint with Love. Uh, I'm watching Mr. Cinderella. And what else am I watching? I'm watching I'm watching that. I was like, what is it that I'm watching? I know, I just can't because it's like I can't keep up sometimes. I'm just like I don't even know. Like, um Bad Buddy. I've forced you to watch Kita Hatsukoi. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching that one. That one's really cute though, and I don't mind you forcing me to watch it. It's just very fluffy. Um, it is like, very fluffy. And I like it a lot. Um, it's really cute. Um, yeah, but you know, on to, um, you know, now that we're on the topic and bad body and just, um, I really am liking that show. <laughs> Like more than I thought I would, but um, I'm I'm really looking forward to. They're on episode seven or six, seven, right? Um, Their episode seven is coming out on Friday. Yeah. Yep. Um, I didn't like episode six. I mean, I liked it obviously, but I didn't like it in the sense that it felt like it just felt like. It felt like, yeah, that's all I can say. It felt like, because I just, I feel like, bro, if you're, if you're gonna, like, the, the episode went by in such a flash. I mean, that could be because you're enjoying it. But it went by, like, I didn't really enjoy it until the end. Like, the legitimately, the last three minutes of the show when they're going back and forth there's this thing in k-dramas they call the push and pull and pat and prance push and pull is addictive even what makes it even more so addictive is oma nanan because they're doing a really good job of bouncing off of each other and playing with each other so i'm addicted to that yeah i didn't so when you when you built me up episode one to five with this push and pull and you know it makes me excited because it's like shit and then for the entire episode six you give me nothing but like none said like what five words the entire episode like come on 
I was annoyed, but then I'm glad because it's a 12 episode show and we only got one episode with drama between the two of them. I want people to really realize the show is doing so well. We've yet to like, aside from their, you know, like the, the whole mess between their friends and their family, at, we typically would have a second CP to give us some extra, extra, extra in addition to whatever is going on with the main leads and usually we would like the second couple more than the lead couple because we would get frustrated with the lead couple at a certain point we've solely been focusing on Prat and Pran this entire time like yeah which is amazing but in the same breath they've do also done something with a tire trope in that episode one they really didn't like each other. Like the last minute of episode one is when we saw like Pat's ex Pran's exterior start to crack and whatever feelings he shoved down come out. Episode two, it came out just a tad bit more. Pat thinks that they're friends, but how he's acting towards him is not how he acts towards his regular friends. So, you know, usual confusion. Um, episode three, episode four, episode five. And then, you know, episode four is when his feelings are flush out the gate. Um, they're full on acting like they're already a couple. Episode five, we have the problem with the girl addressed and resolved in one go. And then we have them kissing. Episode, episode five was heavy. Yeah. And then in episode six, you know, because usually characters don't talk to each other for like at least two episodes. Episode six, we got all of that out of the way. So that leads me to believe that episode seven is going to be nothing but flirting. And quite possibly a little, mm-hmm. Um, episode eight. <laughs> episode eight is going to be even more, like, I think there's a play that they're going to include in the drama. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to guess that Way's narrating in the trailer is about a play. Um, so there might be a play, and we see the scene with them on the stage with um, Pat hugging Pran from behind or whatever. So they might be practicing for a play. But we're going to get that whole, all right, so episode seven is just going to be the two of them, you know, doing whatever they do. Episode eight is probably them going to be trying to hide it from their friends. Episode nine is going to be their friends finding out. Or towards episode the end of episode eight, their friends might find out. Episode nine, they're going to be cool. End of episode nine, the parents find out. Lots of... I don't even know what's coming at this point. I'm so confused. But the thing is, they're doing such a good job of it. I'm not missing anything. I don't need a second CP. I don't care about what's going on with the parents. I just need the two of them to run away and live happily ever after. I just, you know, that's it. I think a lot of people feel that way because it's, yeah, it's really um, unique in the fact that there's not a second CP to kind of like divert your attention like there normally would be. Even the girls, right? Um, even Pat, sister, and uh, Ink, they were kind of teasing that a little bit, but like even that like doesn't really matter. I think a lot of people would like that, but like that's not like that hasn't taken away from like what's going on with Pat and Fran. Um, and I think it's really it's really just goes to show that, that they are very um, both Om and Nanon are very good at leading the show and carrying it on their shoulders because normally, like Ali said, like there would be somebody else to kind of like either create tension or to like kind of fill in the gap when you're getting frustrated with the main and they're doing it all by themselves um 
And I liked, I liked episode six, but I only, I really liked, I don't know if it was part three or four where they were on the beach. Um, because I think that like kind of gave you like a window, like what they would be like without any other like outside like interference, um, without, you know, um, without them having to worry about what their parents would say. Um, and it was just a really nice moment for them. So, I, you know, I, I did like episode six. It just wasn't like, um, there was just one thing too much drama. I get, well, I mean, why needs to chill out, um, really? I, he's getting on my nerves at this point. Like, I don't mean, but I think it's because where he's looking at it from like Pat's perspective now. I never liked him from the beginning. <laughs> he, no, 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 like for real, because he lied. He oh, We opened up to him being a liar. He told his friends and he told Pran that he gave them a thumbs up and he gave them the middle finger, right? And I don't like either of the friend groups and I don't care whose perspective I'm watching from, even though Pat, yo, you really hate Way because you made everybody hate him in a matter of seconds um, from his perspective. But I never liked him from the from the get-go because I feel like he's very selfish. He's inconsiderate. Um, you're all up in Pran's Kool-Aid, but here you are getting your friend in um, trouble and he just got to the school, which, you know, is illogical in and of itself because how is he class president? But anyways, um, and how are they performing at the Freshy concert when technically they should be in their second year or by the book standard, they should be towards the end of their first year, fourth year. Anyways, I'm confused about that. But moving on, he lied about the whole um, situation in the in the in the bar. Um, he yes yes Pat and his friends not even Pat well Pat and his friends disturbed him when he was at work and I felt like that was that was just off like that was just rude as hell. But whatever. What I'm trying to say is I don't like Way. Okay, yes. that's what I'm trying to say. Because at the end of the day, he did the number one thing I do not respect. Okay? When it this when this when bad body opened, because I'm really annoyed right now. When bad body opened, Way was gonna get his ass handed to him. Pa they weren't joking, but Pat's guys weren't gonna move until Pat said something. So Pat said, okay. Um, he was like, oh, but it's not fair. You guys are gonna take me on by myself or whatever. So Pat's like, okay, I'll give you three minutes to get your friends. But then Pat's on this trip. Granted, you don't like him. He's not he's not doing anything to any of you. And you're planning to gang him, to jump him while he's possibly sleeping? For existing? Oh, right. He never did that to you. I mean, Pat's a lot of things. And we've been, ex we, we know that they're fighting nonstop or whatever. But he, he hasn't. Have you ever seen an instance where he's he, he's put his hand on somebody after saying he wouldn't touch them? He did a complete 360, and I'm thankful that they followed the book for this instance. He knows that Pran doesn't like them fighting, and he took it upon himself to be the one to, like, non-verbally call peace. He went into the lion's den by himself. He was trying to be friendly to them. Yes, he was trying to force Pran's hand or whatever, but he was actually being nice to them. 
and they wanted to jump him while he slept for simply existing. To be honest, I'm like not even looking at the analysis. I'm tired of the testosterone. It's just like, you're not freaking cavemen. It's 2021. Like, can we write male characters that are not just jackasses? Like the whole fighting and whatever, like this whole thing is just, I don't know. I, I'm, I find it just really tiring. Like, it's just not interesting. I fast forward to all these because I don't even want to know what these characters are doing because I find it very boring. I mean, when they were rattling at the door before, before Pat thought that, um, before he realized that it was Pran next door and not a girl, like his friends rattling at the door of a dorm of someone who's supposed to be a girl and being like, hey, open, or friend wants to hook up with you or something like that. Like, I was triggered massively by like, the depiction of these people like it's just it's just awful like they're just yes but that's awful. real but it's it, as much as we hate it because everybody's tired of it, it we're all tired of it um that's how they are in real life yeah for me they're just shitty characters not well written and they're like filler so i just fast forward to it <laughs> i don't even want to know what what their motivations are or why they're there like they're just they're just freaking annoying like I, I totally get what you mean but it's just i i instantly lost interest as soon as they came in i was just like yeah i don't want to know i don't want to know any of these stories or why they're doing this or that like i just just give me the other two so that's why episode six i really liked it because because they were away from that and it was like i like that kind of weirdness and trying to communicate and it felt it felt realistic and it was nice to see them like for once not have anybody else around not have the pressure of other people around so that was kind of nice yeah so it was that it was doing that scene that like that really got to me and like i said because i was listening because they even started crying and like i i'm like a sucker and not a sucker but i'm a very emotional person and so when I see people cry, like I just tend to like water up sometimes. But I like it, like it depends about the moment. But I think like the moment where like where they're kind of like realizing what they feel for each other, and then like after that fight that they had with why, uh, you know, when when Pat was drunk, I think all the emotions uh, were really what like made me kind of like you know, cry. <laughs> It's really, it, feels, it feels so silly now because I'm like, oh no. I, I actually agree with you like that. Um, I, I don't like I don't get um, emotional in that sense, but uh, that scene was really like it was it was harsh in some level. Like when he walked away and had that smile on his face, but that was the previous episode, right? But he had that smile on his face and then the other one just walked away because he he knows that this is a, a massive this is going to be a massive shit show um so i like that was i think their emotions were what i liked about them both of them is even in that episode that was like episode six, six was a lot more subtle and it felt like not much happened but i found that they are really good at kind of letting their emotions through like you can yeah. feel yeah, the actors yeah. are feeling yeah 
and and there that that part I find is really um, really good. Like I I'd seen Ohm in other stuff, and I liked him. Uh, I like the way that he's capable of passing the emotion of his character. I was surprised that Nanon is also really good at that. Like they really managed to play off each other really well. Yeah, um, they're doing a really great job. And, you know, and I wasn't a huge Nanon fan before um, this. Like I had seen him in the other thing, the one other show that I had seen him on was Edge of Seventeen. Or is it Ages? Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, that was like a, the first like GMM TV show um, that I just that was non real that I watched, or like one of the first. Um, and I knew he was pretty good in that, like I knew he was a good actor. Um, but it was it just didn't hit me the same. Um, and so like I hadn't really like kept up with him at all. And so like so I yeah, I'm really enjoying just kind of like discovering like, this new person, like to me. Um, and he's doing a really good job. And so I think like I did not expect to cry in episode five. I didn't go in thinking, oh, I'm gonna cry in this episode. <laughs> it just kinda it just kinda happened. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So to answer your question, Allie, that's when I cried. <laughs> uh, well, again, sorry, I can't relate. Um, and everybody was, well, apparently so emotional that they failed to realize that Pran wasn't concerned about their parents' high key. He was concerned about ink. Because the, the, the second... Pat said to him, oh, I spoke to Ink, I don't like her anymore, is when he stopped the silent treatment in episode 6. Did, did, was I the only person that realized that? He didn't care about his parents. Like, logic, like, he knows that the parents are going to be a problem, but that wasn't the problem. The problem is he didn't want to compete with anybody. He doesn't mm. want, he didn't want to be a side piece. Then the, ah. second Pratt, the second Pat said, oh, um, I spoke to Ink. I don't like her like that. His expression did a complete 180. You have to go and rewatch that. And then he was like, oh, well, how do you like her then? That's when he started talking. Oh my God, he didn't care about the parents, guys. You think he's holding in that many years of horny and that many years of thirst to get to have what he wants in front of him to give a shit about his parents right now? Like, I mean, I mean, yeah, I see your point, but I don't know. Maybe it's like all those things. But yeah. Remember the, remember the reason why he was starting to shut down in the first place was because of ink. That's so true. when he heard Pat say that, he was like, oh, so how do you like her? Yeah, I thought I thought that too um, a little bit. Like I think, I think everything else is also a, a big deal. But he, I don't know if he was more worried about it. But I agree. Like um, it was something that he was worried about because Pat said that he liked her. Yeah. So, um, so he thought that Pat was playing him on some level. I think that's that's where he was also so hesitant but when you talk to jimmy whatever his name is in the show um why how can i forget <laughs> um you know when you told him like it's better not to start because it's too complicated um i think he's also he's also worried about all of that like all of the 
all of the crap that will come from the families. Like these two kids have been like traumatized by their parents who just don't act like adults, unfortunately. So it's, you know, you can feel that there's a lot in there, but, um, but maybe the deciding factor is that it's realizing that Pat didn't play him. He didn't kiss him because just because he actually likes him. And no, he doesn't like Ink. And he knows that he likes him. Come on, they stupid. The thing is, and like, let's, men. Let, let, <laughs> let's also take it, please. Let's also take into consideration the fact that Pran, even the first time I've ever seen this in a BL, he really went to Ink and was like, Do you like Pat? I'm just trying to see something. And. Yeah. He, she was like laughing at first and he was like, nah, ma, I'm dead serious. Do you like him? I'm trying to see something. <laughs> and she, they, they, he really was bold about that. So he he was really, and Ink is his friend. Like at the end of the day, he doesn't hate her. So why would he, he's okay. I think, I think yes, the parents are a concern. But being away from home and being able to hide, and this is why I love the fact that I read the book because I think maybe because I read the book, I'm seeing it from a different perspective or I'm seeing additional perspectives. They're okay with hiding. You see, once their parents aren't there, okay, fine. They are a non-factor. When they go home, they can pretend like they don't know each other. And that's just what they're going to have to do. But at school, school is a safe zone. I mean, their friends will eventually get in line because, you know, that's, that part is to come. So they don't have to worry about their parents at school. What Pratt, what Pran had to worry about school was the presence of Ink. Because when Ink came into the picture, all of the attention that Pat was giving to him, it was being diverted to Ink. He likes Ink. He has no reason to hate Ink. So he doesn't want to be a side piece. He doesn't want to have to pretend at school too. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe because? I don't know. Maybe because? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because? <laughs> I think I think because you have because yeah. because, because, because. <laughs> you've read, <laughs> you read the the book I I think you do have um, either more information or slightly different information just because they adapted it you know it's an adaptation right so but I think you have some insight that that is not quite um, in the show and so uh, so I did think of that as well the fact that you know he's realizing that ink is not in the game um and that yeah that had that had an impact but i think in the show it's it's probably not as impactful and not that important as in the the book because it's not really well shown like it's it's very subtle i think um I have a feeling from what you're saying is that in the book, it's it's a much, it, they've made it into a much bigger deal that um, Pat says that he doesn't like ink that way. Actually, well, well, I, I, well, I can, I can, I can, I can spoil this much. Um, because it's already gone. Careful now, careful. <laughs> no, because, right, so right. the character ink is new. The character that is actually supposed to be the girl that Pat's dealing with is this vicious little thing um he doesn't like her but and he was never gonna sleep with her or never gonna like be with her or anything like that but him and pat ended up having a disagreement because of something about their parents he ended up getting drunk and having sex with her 
<gasps> and Pat gave oh, him the yeah. cold and Pran gave him the cold shoulder um for days and you know he had to do a lot to make up but so it it actually it actually kind of the girl is actually kind of a serious thing the only difference is that ink is likable she's not competition um but there is another girl in the book that i don't know if they're going to include in the show so i won't mention that one because that one is what is the is the straw that broke the camel's back oh okay yeah, I'd heard about Ink. I like I, I didn't read the book, but I I I constantly like look at the timeline, the timeline, and see what people are talking about. And I'd heard about that um, that other girl that he sleeps with. Um, yeah, I heard about the other one. I also watch um, uh, Ty uh, Biel. What's his? Yeah, on YouTube. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, so he does, or she does, um, they do, they do, <laughs> um, uh, a little like, um, you know, what's the next chapter, like what they think will be in the show for the next episode and kind of difference between the book and, so they do like a little spoiler thing. Um, and they actually did this for Together, and this is why I'm so furious at Together, um, because they changed in this case, they made Ink less toxic and a much better character than she was in the book, I think. Um, but in Together, they did the reverse. Like, the girl was written as a much nicer friend, and they turned her into just a stereotypical... Um, hey, well, you know, at least they didn't include Sarawak basically raping Ty, and so, you know, you... you yeah, you, that... Yeah. You gotta call I think your that blessings, one, I guess. <laughs> I think that one, they kind of got it now that this is not great <laughs> to include that yeah i think Liv oh sorry go ahead ellie i'm gonna say this and then you can talk like i think they've gotten that for a while because all of these books have scenes in them that are very close to um rape let's take together the series for example the book for that is nothing but dv and rape Toxic ass relationship. Yiwa, this character that people love in the show, is a whole lot more likable than Yiwa in the book because Yiwa in the book is the reason why Corin is beating on Nox's ass, and the reason why Nox beating on Corin's ass, and the reason why Corin is raping. It's a whole mess. Okay. Um. In what's that show that people fell in love with last year? The Wabi Sabi, with the three, the four different stories. Project Seven. No. That, that come out last year? Yes. No, it came out this year. Oh. It came out a couple weeks ago. Hello? <laughs> what? Sorry, time is running away from um, me. Um, um, no, what's it called? One? My, in no, it's not, a, I mean, it was engineers. Oh, love mechanics, right? You're love mechanics. About... Oh my God. Oh yeah, God. that was bad too. The ripped yep. mark like it was nothing. V is suffering from victim blaming. He is suffering from victim's guilt. He's in that relationship because of Stockholm syndrome. It is it is wild. Bro. Yeah, the beginning of that was extremely uncomfortable. And I would have liked to have a trigger warning for that one, to be honest. Because I read the show? scene. Oh, you read the book. Oh, okay. I read the book. I found a translation that since has disappeared. Uh, I read the book and I was like, and I think the disbelief kept me reading because I was like, no, he's going to stop or something's going to happen or it, this is not happening. Like it was, 
And and I read that part and I was like, what the hell? Like this is like the the psychology after that just made no sense to me. I mean, it does actually. People do stay in in relationship like this. Uh, I think what I don't like, I it's not that I I'm okay with people depicting toxic relationships and and things that are great relationships. What I don't like is when they romanticize it, when they make it like, oh, this is love, you know, yeah, you're controlling yeah. because you love me. Like all of this stuff is what bothers me a lot. Um, so, so that's, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's my, that one, like, you know, the beginning was horrible. <laughs> the rest of the story wasn't great. But it's okay that it's a, you know, it's the story they wanted to depict and that's okay to depict these stories. What I don't like is when they make it um, like it's a great thing and it's great love and it's actually a healthy relationship. Um, and then the, the fans are just like, oh my God, they love each other so much. And I'm like, no, this is controlling. This is not cool. This is yeah, not okay. I think I, yeah, I think I agree with Elle. Um... I definitely agree with Elle on this. Like, it's okay to depict toxic relationships. Like, it's perfectly all right. What is not okay is to depict it as this is, like, normal. Because it's not. And I don't care, like, how... I, it, it happens in it happens in BLs. It happens in K-dramas. It happens everywhere, right? Where, like, you'll have a main character who, like, does really horrible things. And, like, is... But then, but then the person, like, for example, um, not to get too off topic, but there's a show, uh, there was a C-drama that I watched called um, Well-Intended Love. And so the main, uh, the main guy literally tricked his partner to like being with him because he lied to her about having cancer. <laughs> and like, and like, he was the only one who could save her. Oh my God. So, so it happens in like and like heck dramas too, and so that I think is just like, no, like that's not okay. And the same thing with when I saw um, Love Mechanics, I was just like, yeah, when I saw Love Mechanics, I didn't read the book, and thank God I didn't because like I would have just thrown it into a fire. But like, but when I was watching the show. I was really upset, but I watched it because it was, this, it was, I think there was like only like four episodes. So like I watched all of it, um, but be just being really mad. Um, but, and like, just thinking about how he was as a person, like even in the show, right? Because even that they toned it, they, they toned him down a lot. It was still, like he was still horrible. Um, I guess he just wasn't as horrible as the book. Um, but like, just a lot of the things that he that he did like in the show um really got me upset because like it was just like well this person one is already in a relationship hasn't broken up with that person and now is trying to get with this person i mean people are messy sure but it's just like there's a there's a i think there's like a that's not want to say like a level but there's just like common decency i guess <laughs> Oh, that show pissed me off a lot. And that was the one that's getting made into a full series. I'm, I don't even know. Yeah, that's the one people like. You know, you, you, you mentioned like maybe talking about toxic relationships tonight. So I was like, I don't understand why people, they can't recognize what's healthy and unhealthy. 
And then why there's this um, addiction or there's like people love these stories. Like, I don't get it. Like for me, it's like, no, I've lived through this kind of shit. Like I don't want it in my, in my entertainment, which is my feelings, right? I'm like, right. I'm, you know, like everybody picks what they want. But for mm -hmm. me, it's like, no, I've lived through stuff like that. I don't want it. You know, I don't want to relieve it. Right. Um, and, and, but I, I, I went and, and read about it and apparently like, um, the push and pull that you have like these like, uh, overload of attention and then, and then removal of attention, like some of these stuff and, um, and that constant insecurity does stuff to our brain and basically our brains produce drugs that make us addicted to these things. And that's also like the psychology of some of these really like abusive or toxic relationship. The reason why it's so hard to leave is because of that, like because mm -hmm. of, you know, your, your attention is completely withheld and then, and then you get that one crumb and that one crumb is like the whole world, you know, and right. all of yeah. these plays. But the bottom line is that our physiology betray us, like our brains produce stuff that makes us like it on some level. Like mm -hmm. it's, I thought that was really interesting. And, and I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it is for other people, but I think for me, because I've had places and times and relationships that were not healthy. Now, when I see it, like it's instantly kind of like, oh my God, this is this is a terrible dynamics right and then seeing people praise it or find it cute or romantic or or loving is really dissonant like it's like what do you mean this is cute like um we best love i don't know if you remember that scene that's oh, yeah. for me very violent like not in um they're not punching each other but it's emotionally violent mm -hmm. um and have that like really romantic music and people on the TL people were commenting, Oh, this is so hot and sexy and loving and stuff. And I was like, no, this is, this is harsh. This is not romantic. Like this is a really rough moment. And yeah, I think for me, this is like that disconnection that I find really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I um, so for me, I think the disconnection with the show that like everybody really liked, and I hate to harp on it because I know I've talked about it before, um, but it was Tharn type for me. So it was, so for me, for Tharn type, I, I, the thing that people like found like very romantic were just things that were like, oh, you know, it's just because, you know, he's gone through this like trauma or whatever. That's why he's like that. I'm like, yeah okay, but he needs therapy. Why is he abusing somebody? And, and the same thing with Tharn too, like Tharn wasn't an angel either. The fact that, you know, he would, you know, go to like type in his sleep and like, and like, you know, do things to him. But the shower scene, I, I've had discussions like that on, on Twitter about We, BL, like we Best Love, uh, that, you know, I said that scene is violent. And then the shower scene in Tarn type, I've said similar things. I'm like, this is not acceptable. And I'm like, if you put a male, like a male and a female instead of two males, like people would not react positively to this. And I've had people like commenting on my posts uh, saying, well, yeah, of course, there are two males. It's okay. Like, 
that's how how males do things and i was just like so so people are ready to accept um like violence between two men because they're men like i i thought that was so shocking to me that um that double standard and that like pretty horrifying vision of you know what's acceptable for men to do <laughs> i just, i i i found it yeah i found it really shocking like um yeah yeah i i did too because i would comment on some of the things about barn type and not like just trying not trying to call anybody out just really kind of like voicing like hey um these things aren't romantic like they shouldn't be okay with people because it's like one is someone's going through extreme trauma because of a past experience and the other is you know in an abusive relationship um and so people would just be like oh you know he's getting better i'm like is he though <laughs> it's just it was just the amount of like heat i got when i would comment sometimes I was just like, okay, well, you know, I, I wasn't shocked necessarily about, you know, because I always knew people have double standards when it comes to, you know, uh, to media. It just, it just, it just is. Um, and I guess what, it didn't really surprise me. I was just kind of a little bit like disappointed. I was just like, okay, well, I guess that's how you feel about this. But um, it was just, um, for me, like, I didn't understand why people like barn types so much because I was just like, well, all right, you do you, but it's not healthy. People like a lot of shows be that don't make any sense because of the chemistry between the leads. Like that ain't never gonna change. Yeah, um, and I agree with you. Like I think you know people again. That's what I was saying in the beginning. Like I think we're somewhat conditioned to like these stories and i think we're not good in a lot of cases to recognize what is and what isn't healthy um like we're taught you know we're taught that and sometimes it's like from from the beginning right like you know if a if a boy likes you when you're in kindergarten right if a boy likes you they it, they will hit you or something like that yeah which is they'll pull your pigtail or something yeah um which is completely ass backwards you know <laughs> <laughs> um so i think i think we have these these things um but you know i can't help like I don't know worry or, or or be like i still can't help be surprised when when people are so uh, defend so adamantly i think that's that it's like people defend things and be like no it's love it's what do you mean it's it's completely okay it's completely acceptable or violence in relationship between male is acceptable and and sometimes when i i use the word violence on purpose people will be like well that's not violence like well don't push it like or you're exaggerating or whatever and it's just i i think we're just trained to also downplay some of these um some of these things you know some of yeah so it and it also yeah. it also it also what also comes into play is what constitutes that violence for you because violence for me the violence that i was exposed to growing up and the violence we're still exposed to in this country for some people they wouldn't be able to stand it not even a second of it i was exposed to colorism and classism 
the kind of racism that america has i've never experienced it and i'm pretty sure if i do ever one day get the chance the first instance i might go to prison because i'm i'm killing somebody if they touch me spit on me if they call me whatever a word is a word but if they touch me in any way i am going to prison and that's straight up facts it because again it boils down to the cultural differences it boils down to how we're um assimilated into society your view on violence what you consider to be violent it's very tame for me like i i think your kind of violence is violence but i think i think violence can take a lot of different forms and we're just really conditioned to accept like of course if you live in a country that has like a lot of physical violence then emotional violence or some of the other form of abuse will be you know kind of playing desensitized yeah um but but it doesn't make it less damaging like no it's not less damaging what i'm saying is at the end of the day recognizing it as a problem it won't always you can you can scream and shout as much as you want that this is a problem but if people other people don't see it as a problem they themselves don't recognize it as a problem because on their um acceptable meter or their violence meter this doesn't even pass a five to even go into problematic much less worrying territory oh i agree completely with you like it's it's something that's that's never that's understated like um we do harassment stuff at work and um and they always talk about shouting uh, inappropriate language and stuff but actually canada is a pretty pretty tame country so i agree that depending on where you are but for the most part most people don't experience the type of violence you talk about um but it's much more um it's it's as effective so the physicality is not there but the destruction is there right and so it's it's much more underhanded and much more uh um, you know it's these tiny little microaggression that are constant and sustained and erode you the same way right so it takes it takes a different form and it's uh and it's a form that most of societies don't don't want to look at or 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 systematically ignore because it's like oh it's just a word it's a joke it's this or it's that like we're um and so so you know it can't like i agree that the context or the culture has an importance like if you're in a country that has a lot of unrest or a lot of physical violence or a lot of like other things um then this is not the thing that is at the top of the list on what needs to be solved um but but for me that's the thing that's represented in media and the conversation people have around it is what worries me so yeah that that we're still i don't know i'm older than you guys so maybe i think maybe it's like part of me is kind of sad it's a bit of a downer to see that we're still there we're still you there basically you're tired of it all like you just feel like this should still be a thing but it isn't you're over it oh. 
okay um but you do know that it's never gonna go anywhere right well, like logically it's I not it's not you, i mean you know you could want it but logically violence is never gonna go anywhere bad people aren't going anywhere you can't have no. good without bad like i don't know if you've ever watched the movie the invention of lying yeah and i yeah right so something really like really stood out to me about that movie is these people because they were never exposed to this one thing their lives were basically you know what it was for some it was miserable it, and you, you couldn't hide anything you know this that and the third and they were so gullible and well, I call it gullible because they, they, if you can't lie you fall for anything they were so gullible the man did whatever he wanted and could get away with it and he would have gotten away with it if he didn't have a conscience that was like let me teach these people about what's going what's wrong here you cannot have good in this world if you don't have bad it's like i'm not advocating for negativity or bad or anything but like it, it's not going anywhere i know that i would like to think that we can make some progress well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know but it, it, i think i think what worries mo me more is to see a lot of younger people uh, not being able to recognize that uh, and so you know i found that like again i'm a downer tonight i'm like all about making everybody sad <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sad um you know don't worry about that um, next week we need to talk about fluff i think because <laughs> well you and mana will have a good time where that's concerned <laughs> um well at least you know you can rest easy in knowing the fact that with each generation that comes it's the more quote-unquote woke they are um it's the more um things are being put into place for more acceptance this and the third uh so you know it, it it will get better with each generation it's just something that's gonna take time because violence is so ingrained into society it's, it's in our very makeup you can't call yourself peaceful if you're not violent you, you've never done a violent thing in your life so how are you a peaceful person peace is the opposite of violence so you know you're literally a non-factor you're not a threat like you're just there you're just a person you're not a peaceful person you're just a person a peaceful person is someone who's put down violence so hopefully we can get to that point where we're peaceful um individuals um but we can we can move on to hate with love anybody watching that uh i am yes. i i since those characters are menaces <laughs> <laughs> Mez, I hate him. I don't hate but him. I actually like him, but I'm just saying like he's a menace. But you know, um, the guy that plays the painter, he actually lost me in this episode. Singto, I don't know his name. Singto's character is there securing a deal, being a businessman with the lady in the restaurant, and he's gonna yeah. talk about, "Are you crazy? That price is too I wanted to punch him in the throat. Maybe you're not, <laughs> you're not in the, you're not in business to make friends. You're in business to make money. I want you to punch him in the throat. Well, but he's a know, hippie. He is he's a, a hippie. hippie. He doesn't want to be there. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that lime green suit! I'm just like no, oh that was god. a moment though. That I mean, what what what? Common sense prevails over stupidity. You should know by your encounter with this man in episode one, in the first encounter. Why would you not check to see the kind of suit he had? <laughs> oh well, yeah. Then then it would ruin the whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because it was funny. It was funny. It was one of the only moments I didn't fast forward through. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the episode the episode ran ran by pretty quickly. I think that the actor guy, um, that Yoon Yoon's character, I think him and Maze used to be exes. I feel like I feel like there's something there. I know you, I, I know Maze's friend, the guy that um Yacht is Yacht is playing. Um, they're gonna start a little something something. But surprisingly, though, even though we haven't really started with it yet, the chemistry between Yoon and Yacht. I'm it's, here for it. It's really good, right? And like, I was just not. I was not expecting that because like because they're two comedy guys. Where I'm thinking I'm gonna get laughs or whatever, but Yat's character is so serious, and then Yun is just so reserved. I'm like, I'm not used to you two being like this. But then the way they look at each other, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think they're actually even more even better because the other ones are not great. Like I don't, I don't find the the chemistry between Singto and the other actor that great. Like I just, it's non-existent. And yeah, I I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I I really, I was really struggling to get into it at that part. But it's an enemies to lovers plot, so I'm kind of here for them. Not there, not being any chemistry at the beginning because Singto doesn't have a problem finding chemistry with this with this partner. Yeah, so we should take a bet whether or not Singto will have it. <laughs> I have a feeling it won't. Like it's just I don't know. I'm I'm not yeah I'm not liking that show very much. You're not liking Fate with Love? No, I just I'm I've I I've been bored the whole time. You seem to not like a lot. What do you like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very opinionated about everything. <laughs> um, mainly it's just like. If I have to, if I fast forward through something, it's I'm 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 bored. Like I'm just if I'm my mind gonna... wanders, like Ooh. if my mind wanders, then and that doesn't mean the show is bad. It just means it's not for me, right? But this one, I find I find myself like you know, if I'm starting to make a, a grocery list, I know that it's not a show for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even gonna hold it to you because. I had to, had to, I had to. Why am I saying had to so much? Um, um, I had to wait a minute. Had to, mm, uh, <laughs> did I ever mention to you, Mana, that I sometimes stutter? Um, da 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 da. At least I caught it this time. I, when I was watching that episode, I had to do it twice. I fell asleep the first time. The second time, I was able to get more into it. Thank God for the cycle of love. I, there were some funny moments between Sinto's um, and his pairing, but I don't think I'm gonna like them as a CP until the later episodes. I find that both characters are equally grating. <laughs> like they're 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 annoying. Like so so I know I know why they are. Like I I get what they're trying to do, but. I just find them really not that likable, and I like the hippie more than the businessman. 
but I'm um, a hippie, so. Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying the show. Like, honestly, it's not one of the, um, it's not one of the ones that I'm super focused on. Like, it's just kind of like a nice, like, in-between, like, all the other things um, that I'm watching. So, I, I don't, it really did surprise me about you, Ninya, because I was just, like, not seeing that period at all. And I was, like, really surprised. Um, but they actually, I actually do like them. Uh, and I think Yats did a good job, um, you know, for his first, like, like his first BL role. Like, I think he's doing pretty good. Um, but it's That's not, not his first BL role. It's not? I thought it was. No, he was, he was, um, what's that dude's name's, um, lover slash whatever in My Gary or Gond. Oh, he was like his best friend. He was like a no, friend. No, he was his f buddy. Um, but like that's why he thought that's why he wanted went to beat the guy up because he wanted to be more than just f buddies, and he well he felt like well not maybe not more than f buddies but he felt like he was taking that away from him so he's like oh so you're the you're the bitch that's taking away my guy okay I'm gonna beat you up yeah it's not his first beer roll. Oh. I don't know. I just didn't think of that way. I just didn't think of him that. that. I don't know. You mean <laughs> his first lead BL role? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, his first lead BL role, I should say. Um, I really didn't think of his character that way in my Gary Gans, but I guess I He was in the effect, but I don't think he was one of the queer ones. Like, I've only seen him in um, non-queer roles, in BLs, but non-queer roles. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I know him from. You know, I'm not everybody needs to play the gay character. You know, it's okay to be straight. Yeah, I'm, you yeah. <laughs> you know? no, no, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just curious to know. Like, I'm, I was just curious. I like to like dig stuff up because I'm it's like, not, oh. it's not you, it's not you. <laughs> it's just that, um, it, it's just that nowadays. And I see, especially on social media, like you will have straight people there, and there will be people in their comments like, um, it's not, it's not you. It's really just this thing that came to me. There will be people in their comments uh, going on and on and on, putting labeling, um, forcing sexualities onto them, and people will be like, "No, guys, I'm straight. Um, I really, and because there's only so much you can say before before you're forced into this place where you come across as homophobic. But at the same time, I think it is messed up because. Queer people are the very same people who are preaching every day. Don't put labels on me. Don't assume my sexuality. Don't assume my gender. This, you know, don't assume that. Don't don't box me in. But they're out here putting boxes and labels on people that, and people and you know, straight people are being forced into this place where they're like, if they don't deny it. They're, um, they're gonna run they're gonna just run with it and just keep saying it and it's kind of like but I'm not gay though I'm not bi I'm not this I'm not that I'm straight there's nothing wrong with being straight and when they are saying that oh I'm straight or whatever they make it see they make it come across as if they're homophobic because they're saying no to the queerness and it, it's just very hypocritical to me because the very person or the very bullies that you set out to speak about are the same bullies that you are becoming and i don't and i and i, and I don't like it it's kind of like as a black person i will say this sometimes when i hop on social media and i see how black people 
behave towards white people just living and breathing on the app. I mean, granted, yes, some of them are how they are and whatever. But y'all are, just, most of them are just straight up bullies, like unprovoked. You go and find these people's videos. They could be dancing, you're mocking them. They could be speaking, you're mocking them. They're doing their makeup a certain way. You're mocking, you're like you're just straight up being a bully. Queer people do it. Black people do it. Everybody's doing it at this point. It's like the very thing that you set out to, 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 to eradicate, you're becoming. And I don't like it. So that's why I laugh because it just, I remembered because um i remember this tiktok it wasn't a tiktok i don't remember where someone was like it's okay to be straight guys it's not a crime <laughs> I mean, no i mean totally I... what do you mean no 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 not acceptable straight is not okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm joking i know i don't know you know but it's just that's that's it kind of you know like when something just comes in like just move from the back of your brain to the front of it. That's yeah. why I laughed because I was like, oh shit. It's okay <laughs> to be straight because it's like, and I think Man and I were speaking about this like two podcasts back um, where, you know, I try to look at news situation from a different perspective um, when he answered the Instagram question with, you know, are you gay? And he was like, no, anger face, anger face. And with Frank, you know being all like i am not a gay whatever whatever it's kind of like you you have to understand that most of these dudes are straight and there's nothing wrong with being straight but you keep um for example there's this user on youtube and it's so ironic that it came up on the tl today they keep several people actually but this one is the biggest one they keep making videos about thigh bill actors who are confirmed LGBT and it's like not only are you using the same five to eight people over and over again to make these videos what does it even freaking matter yeah because on on top of that like if people are actually gay and the consequences of being outed can be really dire like you know either their safety or or people their like jobs or whatever like you're like like people don't seem fucking to think do it. that people seem to think that just because you know thailand uses like queerness the lgbt is a really huge push for thailand's um tourism industry and i want to make some updated statements here because i've read some updated articles um they're free to be whoever they want to be in their society, but they just don't have the same legal footing as heterosexual people. And yes, Thailand's government, especially their tourism ministry, they push Thailand as a safe zone for queer people to come and party and live and work and this, that, and the third. Um, Taiwan does the same thing. The Philippines does the same thing. But the difference between Thailand, Philippines, and Taiwan is that Taiwan's the only one that you can legally get married in and it's like in the philippines and in thailand you can be gay like nobody gives a shit but you're not like respected because of it people tend to forget that just because it's promoted as being okay like the risk that involved in in real life isn't still there as if genie jenny or isn't jenny is jenny jenny from gmmtv mm-hmm. as if the same people who um are her co-workers that she makes jokes with don't 
often bring up the fact that she's transgender, make the fact, make jokes about her being a man, and this and the third, as if the very same actors that are out don't get more flat than these actors that aren't out, quite simply because they are gay. Um, as if casting announcements still don't go out to say that um, we need we need boys for a bill, but we're not getting we're not taking any we're not taking any transgenders, we're not taking any queers, we're not taking any kato yet, we're not taking any of you. As if as if I promised you the moon didn't touch on a very important topic when Tay and Oe were in the bathtub talking and, and Oe was like the casting director said he needed to be more of a man, a manly. And Tay had to be reassuring him that who he was and how he was was okay. Fans see uh, see these things, it's like they're reading and comprehension skills are, are, are obsolete. They don't exist. You see these things every day and yet your voices are so low demanding this and the third. It's not going to happen. You can scream as much as you want. The reality is what it is for the people that live in this country. A topic that really grates my spirit, like really irks me the wrong way, is it really, really does annoy me. I'm on Mana, this is not a personal attack. We've spoken about this already. People look at Korean BLs being only 12 to 15 minutes and being only eight episodes before they release it into a movie. And they have the nerve to say that there at this point it's a gimmick how the fuck can it be a gimmick when queer people are the ones giving this to you korea is a country that thinks being queer is a mental illness they think that something's wrong with you they think you're pretending they think you're rebelling it is not seen as valid Yes, you have entertainers in their entertainment industry like Joe Kwan and all of these other people who are normalizing it or what are, are normalizing seeing these people. You've had that bald-headed guy for years um, in the entertainment industry doing variety shows. Like, they know these people exist, but at the end of the day, they still think there's something wrong with them mentally. They don't have the same... They don't have rights. They don't have nothing. You have YouTube couples who... Some of they've been on YouTube for years and you don't even know what these people look like but you're gonna sit there and you're gonna talk about these queer people who are bringing you queer content in the way that they can and they can afford to you're gonna really sit there and you're gonna talk about oh they're doing it as a gimmick they can more than do this they can more than do you live there this is this is the part that really gets me angry do you live in the country do you know how hard it is for these people to accomplish what they're accomplishing was wrong built in a day like i really need to know if like the reading and comprehension skills like you can see plain information in front of you and you don't understand it how why how dense can you like how dense can you be really how how dense can you be you can sit from your place of privilege because yes in your own country you might not be a privileged person but comparing you to them where your queerness is concerned you are a person of privilege you can be queer. You can dress how you want to dress without any backlash. You can declare who you who you are. In in some places, in some states, I'm gonna say America because the person that made a comment is from America. In some states, you're free to be whatever the hell you want. Nobody gives a shit. If you can live in Jamaica, if if somebody in your neighborhood is if if, if <laughs> and it's happened so many times, it makes me really sad when I sit down and I think about it. You will have people living in their houses, minding their own business, and people will go in there, drag them out, and beat them and stone them. Police not gonna help you because you know, wife that, burn up that. 
you sit from your place of privilege demanding all of these things from these people instead of sitting and shutting the hell up and accepting what you can get from them and being appreciative of it until you can get more the choice is the choice is sit down and watch and appreciate it or shut up and don't watch it but you're gonna talk about how it's a gimmick at this point you can't help but feel as if it's a gimmick i'm sorry i'm ranting right now because i've entered a place that really pissed me off because yesterday i was really pissed when i read the comment it annoyed me to no end because you stink of privilege your reality is different than a lot of people's realities you don't get to sit around your computers or your phone and complain about the queer content that another country is getting when these people are fighting tooth and nail to get it out and then you're gonna have the balls to talk about gimmick what fuck is a gimmick how many how many how many korean bills you know get part what oh um you know i know um hello yeah 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 no i was just wondering about your last oh question. my god what was the last thing you guys heard you said i couldn't actually hear you uh, you said what was the number of korean dl that were made that get a, or i heard part two but that could have oh been... that gets a part two so yeah. how long have so you guys have heard everything i've set up till now yeah yeah. Uh -huh. yeah yeah oh because i was i was just i was I'm thinking like, because you were like and i was i, I wanted i was to on sure a roll <laughs> yeah <laughs> done talking like i didn't want to interject <laughs> i was on a roll but the point yeah. that i'm trying to make is guys you really you really you really can't sit down and look at things from one perspective when you do that and when you seek out opinions that match yours it's confirmation bias because you're not seeking to understand you're seeking to be proven right yes from our point of view and from our side of the world people should be free to ex should be free to do this and on the third that's not their reality I and think you have to be very careful about how you the pressure you have to be very careful about how you speak about certain things and how you approach certain things because you can end up sounding like you know and i'm gonna say it this way again american black americans speak about white privilege a lot i think um non-white americans speak about white privilege a lot there's something outside of white privilege and I'm sure it exists in every country, but the person that made a comment was American. There is such a thing as American privilege and an American mindset. Black people, the rest of the world over will attest to how racist black Americans are towards other black people. They were the very same monkey that white Americans call them. They call you it too. The very same go back to your country that white Americans tell non-white um, non-white americans they say it to us too because they have an american mentality you can sit from your place of privilege because yes comparing the state the situations you are a person of privilege and and say you want this that and the third can they give it to you though no 
are you gonna just appreciate what you're getting and show your support like paying for a subscription or paying to view something when you do that when you do stuff like that that's you actually supporting but like when i see stuff like that it just does nothing but make me angry because you sound dumb you sound dumb as fuck you sound ignorant you sound like an echo of the same person that you sit down and complain about when they speak on you it's it, it, it really makes me angry and i'm finished now Okay. That that no, definitely <laughs> but that is everywhere like even i mean i'm i'm not from canada originally i'm from europe um you know like the single point story like the single viewpoint right i mean a lot of people in the us have never been out of the country um like or experienced another culture really like it's there's I think um I think it's that I think ignorance is everywhere um, but it definitely seems to come hand in hand with privilege. <laughs> um you know, so um, Oh I'm sorry, I'll go ahead. It's um e- even even people pushing uh for uh for whoever to come out um uh, anywhere is is can be wildly different uh, depending on where you're from what your family is where you live um so i mean backswamp alberta <laughs> all my friends in alberta are going to be like you bitch. Um, but yeah backswamp alberta like there there are some communities even here in nice canada cuz canada love to think they're nice Canadians love to sing their nice. Um, you know, there's we we have there are places here that are not really that safe like so um but I think it's I think it's short-sighted. You're right. It's really short-sighted and it's really ignorant to expect people expect people around you to come out. And on and on top of that expect expect people from another culture, from another country, from another political situation, from another whatever to to do what you want them to do for your own entertainment. You That's know, a... um speaking as the American, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but still, but true. Like, you know, come to think about it. And this is just kind of and like I, you know, and I I did comment on that post too and I don't feel like I'm being attacked. I feel like um I feel like I'm The way I feel about it is like I made those comments like not really thinking about my own purpose because like in in my in America like in in America because I'm I'm Latinx and because I've been told to go back to my own country even though like I'm an American citizen I just don't I don't think about I don't think about the fact that I have privilege because I've never really felt it but like now um you know as I you know getting content from you know Asia and from you know listening to different people um and also you know creating content that you know not western i guess it it has really like taught me to think about my own type of privilege that i didn't think i had uh because here you know 
at least in my state, because I'm in, I'm in California, and we are pretty much like allowed to be who we are without like without worrying too much. And I know even in other states, it's not the same. Like I, I just know that, you know. Um, but like I think when I make comments sometimes, I forget, you know. Like to be real, like I I just forget where. You know the fact that i'm looking at it through a lens where i'm allowed to kind of be who i am without you know going through too much consequences um and because i'm envy and because i'm female presenting i can ask for a lot of things and i didn't think about that before like that's never really crossed my mind um and then when i thought about the comments i had made and i didn't delete them because i don't like you shouldn't be able to look at your mistakes um, and like reflect and you know do better. Um, after I kind of made my comments, I was just thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Like I don't live there. I have no idea. And I know that it's difficult for people. Like just in just in general, just like reading like articles and stuff like that. I know it's difficult for them to even make content. Um, you know, companies like Strongberry try really hard um, just to even make like short web series. Um, and you so, remember, you remember when Patrick, when we did our interview with Patrick, um, before I said this, I, I, I only said the attacking part because I knew it was about to get really hard. So I wanted you to know, but remember oh, no, when Patrick said that, remember when Patrick said that, um, you live in America, the greatest country in the world. Why do you think he said that from his perspective? Because compared to the life you're able to live in America and what's going on in Thailand with the problem with their monarch and being an LGBT person, you don't have the same amount of freedom. You don't have the same amount of access. So to him, you are living life. You're privileged. <laughs> right. Right. And I never... And I never think about... I didn't think about it that way. Because honestly... Um, for my point of view, and I have been outside of the country, but like, but just like in my point of view, you know, I being like brown skin, even though I'm like really on the light side, you know, people have told me to go back to Mexico. People have, you know, made fun of me for certain things. And so like, I really didn't think about my own type of American privilege because I've never, I've never felt that I've experienced that kind of thing. But then, you know, um, you know, the interview with Patrick has made me, or the interview with Patrick kind of like, was like, oh wait, there, there is a privilege that I have that people in other countries don't. And it is difficult to kind of be conscious of that all the time. Um, but, you know, I think like as yes, my own kind of person is like, just trying to be like more responsible and more conscious of that fact, because not everybody has the same freedoms that I have. Um, and I have taken them for granted for a lot of the times because you know, because you you live in the same situation and you don't really think about it too much. Um, but you know, after you know reading my comments and be like, you know, I sound really dumb. Um, but just it's just me. Like I was just like, I feel like I don't like, it. like I'm not aware of different cultures or like I don't know. But anything. at least, but at least you have some slips. At least you have the skills to self-reflect um a lot of people don't have the ability to self-reflect and they never will they will never stop and think i think i think also it comes from being able to nobody's perfect like you don't get to this point where 
you know everything and as you rightfully said don't delete any comment or whatever I mean, unless you want to because being ex- that's literally what learning is that's what growing is being exposed to new information and growing from it you feel me so yeah. you should be able to form new different new opinions different opinions and or build on whatever opinions you had before when exposed to new information it's it's life you know and i mean fortunately for you you have a conscience a lot of people operate in this world without a conscience they can't see any more than five feet in front of them they think they're the only ones with problems they think they're the only ones with issues they think their issues are more important than everyone else's and I mean yes you're going through what you're going through but that doesn't take away from anyone else you know and if you were really conscious of what you were experiencing in the fullest extent that you can be conscious of it you would be conscious of the fact that someone else might be going through something as well and watch what the fuck you say And it's really that simple, but again, not everybody has common sense. (laughs) I don't know know how else to say it, but um, we keep getting sidetracked this episode. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Any other show you want to talk about? We can make it short. I think it is my fault. I'm a downer. (laughs) It's not your fault. I don't think... I think... I think this is, I think we had a good discussion and definitely, um, you know, don't worry, it's not the episode not going to be like two hours long. Um, but I brought down the heavy. <laughs> no, but that's okay though. Sometimes it's good, you know, to, to talk about things that need to be talked about. Um, I don't right. And that. to make you, huh? you don't know no, before and to make you feel even more better about this so you don't keep saying that you're a donor. We've gone on for almost five hours before. Sometimes we scrap those episodes because like nobody's <laughs> gonna sit down and listen to that. But like, it's really not uncommon for us to just go off on a tangent. You see those nicely edited episodes that are sitting at one hour thirty or one hour forty. You best believe they were almost three hours, child. <laughs> we can get into it. I remember one time somebody said to us that, well, someone said to me that um, a podcast like ours was needed in the sphere of like you know in the realm of BL podcasts that exist or um sorry BL topic channels or whatever whatever form they are whether YouTube podcast whatever ours was needed because everyone else is just talking about shipping or doting on actors and they weren't actually discussing anything you know so that was when we just started the person was like you know, so what you guys are doing, don't ever doubt it. It's needed. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. Because these are things that need to be spoken about. Like, ignorance is thrown around in fandom a lot. Um, a freaking lot. And nobody really talks about it from two perspectives. They always only either talk about it from one or they don't talk about it from any so you don't need to feel bad we do this all the time and it's good sometimes if the episode is too long the recording is too long what we might do especially if we're not recording the next week because you know life happens we split it in two so this what part would be part one and part two would be part two a lot of part twos have been abandoned but still they're there if we ever need um (laughs) 
something to post to make up for a gap if we see so don't feel bad you're okay you're okay oh i i, I i'm not feeling that bad but um i am the type of person who will make everybody uncomfortable at work at parties <laughs> Because I will talk about some of these things, and um, I'm a very privileged person. I'm white. I'm educated. I have a good job, um, uh, but I it, it drives me crazy, and um, inequality drives me crazy. Um, and the fact that not more people want to break down the system and change it drives me crazy. So, um, so yeah. So on that level, like you know, people people will be at parties and like, oh, the weather is nice. And like, yeah, that's climate change you know thank you this is why we have this crazy winter like i'm i'm just gonna bring it down right away just because just because well, i hate uh, if I hate it's to that. that extent that sounds like a you problem child it ain't got nothing to do with me <laughs> <laughs> it ain't got shit to do with me <laughs> I, i'm just not very keen on people resting in their happy little bubbles um, and like ignoring <laughs> ignoring crap around them when they could do something so maybe that's it and the Grinch I, mean, I love the Grinch he's my favorite he, he's my favorite Christmas quote-unquote villain even though he isn't a villain he was just very misunderstood he was bullied and he developed <laughs> hatred and when they finally apologized to him as you know some of us many of us are old apologies he was like oh okay you know i can stick around or whatever so i like the grinch you're safe here. like as i saw like i told you from the first day you're fine here as long as these recordings don't pass to us but i you know let's see what you and mana do next week because <laughs> i can't do this i am supposed to be i was supposed to be editing the tiktok versions of my reaction videos and i've been stuck here but it's fine. It's cool. Um, things need to be said. So uh, you, you don't have to worry about shit. You're fine. Well, we'll just have to work really hard to keep it short. Short and sweet, uh, Nana. Short and sweet. I mean, Neither I one start... is. Well, we are short. I don't know if we're sweet. <laughs> I'm not very sweet. You sound point. like a tall person. How tall are you? Oh, I'm not tall. I'm like um, 165. I have what, what, 5'5", 5'6". That is, tall. American that is tall. That is tall. I'm that is tall. That is not tall. That is not tall. I am five feet flat, so you're tall to me. The average height for a woman is five feet four. So you're tall. Yeah. Okay, maybe Mana is like five maybe feet. here on this side of the Atlantic. It's not back home. I mean, yeah, because Europeans are tall, aren't they? Probably depends where you're from. I've seen, I've seen the first seven foot person I ever saw in my life was a guy that was from Belgium. I was yeah, like, the Dutch sir. and the Belgian are tall. I was like, sir, you didn't need to be that big. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need all these feet. You, I mean, all you this could, vertical space is wasted. <laughs> I mean, you could give me some. I mean, like, shit, you're just hoarding it all for yourself. <laughs> okay, well, well, I didn't have too much to add uh, to the ending, so... Uh, we could definitely just just wrap it up, but I just want to thank uh, L. Um, yeah, I just want to thank you uh, for joining the episode. Um, I think I think it's gonna be really good having you. Um, and yeah, so that's that's my that's my take on that. So thank you so much, L. Thank you for having me. I guess we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, for now. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it'll be fun. Um, it's definitely been a, an interesting conversation, even with the digression. So thank you both uh, for having me and for, yeah, for a nice, lovely evening. Ali's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> A lovely evening. What are we having tea? <laughs> I mean, kinda. I was like, <laughs> I mean, certain, certain my pearls. Certain, certain little, certain little things just give away, you know, the fact that we were born in completely different years and that's how i'll say that and leave it at that because i'm like oh no no I you mean, can't all are, i'm like you guys are so nice about saying bye guys i need to go to my bed i need to go eat i need to go and do me like y'all are taking up too much of my time i will talk to you when i talk to you peace out <laughs> like, y'all you guys are so nice about saying goodbyes but like, i would have just be like bye guys <laughs> <laughs> see you suckers we are i, mean, I guess I mean, that's a millennial for you i guess i don't know well, I'm, I'm actually older than I'm not a millennial. I'm a Gen X, so <laughs> Mother, I'm even more polite. Huh? Mm -hmm. You're not a millennial. Yes, I am. You are? Yeah, I was born in '86. As, uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, millennial? <laughs> you are a baby. Yes. When? <laughs> Did you have to be born to be a millennial? She no, is a millennial. <laughs> I'm on the verge of millennial and Gen X. And I'm 10 oh, years older. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Gen Y? Yeah, you are Gen Y. Yeah. Gen Y. Why do I keep thinking I'm a millennial? I don't know. Well, that's millennial. Because people don't talk about Gen Y, that's why. Yeah. They either only hear about millennials, baby boomers, or um, Gen, Gen X. X. You don't yeah. really hear about Gen Y. Why? Because we're unproblematic. <laughs> Gen, yeah. one, Gen sure. Y is sure. millennials. Sure. Gen Y is millennials. <laughs> it depends on how you look at it because some websites have it listed as going up to 1994 other websites have it going up to 1996 so i mean either way i'm still unproblematic <laughs> <laughs> okay all right ali now we're just lying to ourselves all right cool so you think ever <laughs> I, I don't care i'm unproblematic uh boomers gen x gen y gen z and gen a oh yeah people are still having babies <laughs> I mean, I'm unfortunately, not. I mean, people, people are still out here having babies. I cannot believe this. I mean, right? but, you know, okay, right. do you? Right. All right, you said you needed to go, so you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, all right, bye, bye, <laughs> bye, have a good night. <laughs>